You are listening to ReachMD, XM233, the channel for medical professionals. CT angiography, is it as good as an angiogram? Welcome to the Clinician Roundtable. I am Dr. Matthew Sorrentino from the section of cardiology at the University of Chicago Medical Center, your host today on Clinician Roundtable. With me today is Dr. Paolo Raji. He is the professor of medicine and cardiology and the professor of radiology at Emory University. Today we're going to discuss about CT angiography, and I thought I would start first by asking what exactly is CT angiography, Dr. Raji? Thank you for inviting me, Dr. Sorrentino. CT angiography is a relatively new technology that employs the injection of contrast, essentially dye through a peripheral vein, and essentially takes CT scans of the chest looking for this contrast flowing through the coronary arteries. Essentially, is what we call a non-invasive angiogram. Angiograms traditionally have been done through the introduction of a catheter through the leg or through the arm and passing this catheter all the way up to the heart and then injecting dye through the coronary arteries. That can be done today non-invasively. Now, how does CT angiography differ from calcium scoring that has been done now for a number of years? CT angiography is done with the same type of CT technology. However, it requires the injection of dye through a vein. For calcium scoring, Essentially, the patient can be completely dressed and lie on a stretcher for a few seconds. CT angiography requires a little bit more of a preparation. It requires, of course, the injection of dye through the peripheral veins. And therefore, there is a little bit more risk entailed with it, especially the risk connected with dye exposure. And there is a little bit more radiation connected with this. However, the type of information is also quite different. Calcium scoring just looks at the presence of plaque as uh, visualized through the presence of calcium in the coronary arteries. CT angiography is more of an anatomical tool to see whether there is a stenosis, a blockage along the coronary artery. So you're able to actually image the coronary arteries. Can you see the artery from the origin at the aorta throughout its distribution across the heart? Yes, and that is the beauty of CT angiography. You can do imaging of the entire coronary artery tree in one shot, while for invasive angiography, it is required that you exchange catheters, you go up and down through sheets a number of times. With this particular technology today, we can see, for example, how the heart beats. We can see the wall motion of the heart. We can see the entire coronary tree from its origin, mostly to the distal distribution of the coronary arteries. Some of the very thin and distal vessels may be lost, but the greatest majority of the vessel is visible. Now, how accurate is CT angiography for detecting stenoses in the arteries? In other words, can you tell the difference between a 70% narrowing and an 80% narrowing? I would believe that we cannot claim that yet. We are quite accurate in finding stenosis. We are not as accurate as we would like to be in defining precisely how how stenotic the stenosis is, in other words, how severe the blockage is. But we do see incredibly good results, this technology, as far as excluding the presence of disease and making a diagnosis of disease in those who have a high risk for it. I want to clarify this concept because it's very important. The technology is probably better at excluding the disease than making the diagnosis of disease. And what I'm saying here is that if you have a normal CT angiogram, it is probably 99% certain that you are going to have a normal angiogram, even if you repeated it with the invasive technology. If you have an abnormal test, now it is a little bit more complicated. 
And as you're correctly suggesting in your question, we are not as accurate as we would like to be and as invasive angiography is at this point. And what about artifacts causing false positives or not actually be able to see the artery? For example, I'm thinking of a high level of calcium in the artery. Does that obscure the ability to see a lesion in that area? Yes. There are still some limitations to the technology imposed by the limits of the physics of the technology. For example, an extensive amount of calcium causes what we call blooming effect, which is essentially a clouding effect along the coronary artery tree. There are other things that obviously affect the quality of the scan, and motion artifact is an important one. Patients, of course, tend to breathe and to move through the test, although they should be holding their breath for a few seconds. But, you know, it's inevitable that somebody may be moving. There may be a skip beat in between the acquisition time. And those are the typical artifacts that may cause false readings. So the technology is not 100% sure or 100% perfect. However, it has made extraordinary advances in the past few years. Now, can we use this technique also in patients who have had bypass surgery? Can we see the bypass grafts adequately with this technology? Yes, we can. And as a matter of fact, the bypasses themselves are rather large vessels, and so they are fairly easy to visualize with this technology. We cannot say the same of stents, you know, those little springs that are inserted inside those coronary vessels when an invasive cardiologist performs angioplasties. Those stents are not as easily visible with this technology. So while it is possible to see post-bypass patients, to evaluate post-bypass patients, it is not quite as easy to see whether the stent is open at this time. You are listening to ReachMD, XM233, the channel for medical professionals. And today we are talking to Dr. Paolo Raji about uh, CT angiography. And Dr. Raji, I just want to explore what type of patients would we use this technology for? In other words, which patient would you refer for a CT angiogram? The question is very appropriate. As a matter of fact, using the same terminology, appropriateness, the American College of Cardiology has recently issued a series of guidelines on what is the appropriate use of CT angiography. To make it very clear, there's no indication for CT angiography in asymptomatic patients that are just curious about their coronary arteries. The reason has to do with what I explained a moment ago, radiation dose is significant and there's a risk of exposure to contrast. So for the moment, there is no appropriate indication for CT angio in a totally asymptomatic individual. For the symptomatic individual instead, we have seen several applications, for example, in the emergency room. There are a couple of publications already, actually several publications, looking at using this tool in the emergency room patients who present with a normal electrocardiogram, no evidence of cardiac damage, and yet they have chest pain. This intermediate probability patients are probably the best indication at this time to rule out the presence of coronary artery disease and be discharged home quickly. We also see patient, an appropriate indication in patients who have equivocal stress tests or patients that cannot undergo stress tests for one reason or the other. So those are probably the symptomatic patients with the best indication for this technology. How does this technology compare to traditional stress testing? Do you think it has the potential for being a better predictor of underlying disease than, for example, a nuclear perfusion test? I'm afraid that the two technologies or the two options are not alternative to each other, but rather they are cumulative or they are additional to each other. The stress test tells you nothing, unfortunately, about the location of a problem if you do have a problem. 
and often it is falsely positive or falsely negative, meaning it is positive where you don't have coronary disease and it is negative where you do have coronary disease. The CTA, on the other hand, is a purely anatomical test. In other words, it only tells you about the presence of a blockage. It doesn't tell you whether that blockage is causing flow abnormalities. In other words, whether the blood flow to the heart is limited. I think that the two techniques together will be complementary. In other words, one can tell you about the presence of a blockage or absence thereof of a blockage, and the other can confirm or disprove that the blockage is of any significance as far as the nutrition to the heart is concerned. Now, you mentioned one of the potential concerns is the radiation exposure with this technology. How does the radiation exposure with CT angiography compare to a nuclear stress test or a traditional angiogram for that matter? It depends on the technology that is used and the amount of radiation that is necessary because the radiation by CT varies according to the size of the patient. It varies according to the number of slices that are acquired. It varies according to several criteria. But on average, the amount of radiation provided by CTA, CT angiography, is similar to that of a stress nuclear test and is probably a little bit greater than an, an invasive angiogram done for diagnostic purposes only. Now, very often, the person who gets an, an invasive angiogram, if he or she has a blockage, will also undergo an angioplasty, and that adds more radiation exposure. Now, you also mentioned that heart rate is very crucial for getting a good picture on CT angiography. Can you just describe some of the protocols? I believe beta blockers are used also during the test to try to regulate the heart rate. Yes. For the benefit of the listeners, beta blockers are medications that are used to slow the heartbeat. And yes, most CT angios are performed after the administration of beta blockers, either by mouth or through an endovenous injection of uh, this drug. The drug is very benign and there's no side effect to it, so it shouldn't scare anybody that we are using these drugs. And of course, we are using them in appropriate doses, not very large doses, but it is extremely important to slow the heartbeat enough to get good quality images. Now, of course, with any new technology, the question arises, who is paying for it? Do you have a sense if this technology is covered by most insurances or by Medicare at this point? It is not, actually. In some states it is, and so on for specific indications only, and in some states it's not. In some states it has been approved for payment for intermediate risk patients with chest pain, such as the ones that I was describing earlier or patients who have undergone a stress test and the stress test results are equivocal. Medicare does not pay at this time for CTA, not for CTA of the coronary arteries. It does have a code that provides for a CT of the chest for pain. It's kind of generic, actually. So at this point in time, it sounds like you would use this technology only for a limited patient population. And can you just describe again who would be the ideal patient that you would refer for this type of test? The ideal patient would be a patient that comes to the emergency room with an intermediate type probability. And I'll describe it again. This is the middle-aged individual that has chest pain, but the electrocardiogram on arrival in the emergency room is normal. And the blood test on arrival in the emergency room is normal, meaning it, it does not indicate that there is ongoing heart damage. In that case, 
course, other techniques and other approaches would be more appropriate, such as in invasive angiography. So for that type of patient, this is an appropriate indication. We also have an indication for individuals that have undergone a stress test and the results are equivocal or unclear. A final decision cannot be made whether this patient does or does not have evidence of coronary disease. And finally, patients who may have a contraindication for stress testing, or we know that stress testing may be equivocal in the results even ahead of time, given here the example of a patient who has a left bundle branch block and an abnormality on the electrocardiogram that we know precludes our ability to make a determination on what's going on with the stress test. I want to thank Dr. Paolo Raji from Emory University, who has been our guest, and we have been discussing CT angiography. I am Dr. Matthew Sorrentino, and you have been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. For comments and questions, send your email to xm at reachmd.com. Thank you for listening. <laughs>